0: Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Very good Saturday morning. Recording
1: in, in progress.
0: Drive Time Radio. My name is New York Vinny, and we are in the beautiful city of Seattle, Washington, where. I don't know, it's one of those days where you got to try to figure out the weather, I guess. I mean, I know what what, uh, what Nathan just said, but as we all know, it's always tough with weather because, you know, especially here, I mean, you could be saying one thing one minute and be up in Edmonds, and it's a whole different story, you know. Welcome to Seattle, right? Uh, but uh, it is uh, breezy and feels like rain here, but yet my house is, like, cooking hot. It feels like I'm in an oven this morning. Anyway... Uh, how you doing today? Everything going alright? Good, 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 good. We've got a good show for you today. Our good friend Scotty Reese is going to join us a little bit later from a girl's guide to cars. She has some exciting news. It has a little bit of a local angle on it. So we'll get to, to talk to her and what she's uh, driven lately. And if you are a woman and you are in the market for an automobile, she is. Uh, her website has invaluable tools. Uh, for you to use when you go out to uh, buy a car, if that is what you're going to do. Um, I'm working a little bit of a dry throat this morning, so excuse me if I sip the tea here. Uh, what's going on in the automotive world uh this week, this morning, lots of things. Good things are flying by now. <laughs> this is. I, I, listen, I know if you listen to the show week to week, you know how much of an advocate I am of electric cars. I think it's it's definitely the future. Um, I well, let me just step back a second. The future is going to be a combination of course but you're, you're probably your regular passenger car uh... the car that you drive to work in every day the truck that you drive for work uh... maybe you go around on route sales or you're a roofer or you're um, you, you know a, a repair person uh... that has a or a delivery person the truck that you drive will more than likely be electric uh, especially with the passage uh, of this past week of uh, the Fight Inflation Act, uh, you know, great name. Uh, but the reality is is uh, that there are uh, a number of incentives in that bill to uh, get you to go out and buy an electric car. And we'll be covering those, and we will be covering uh, more and more uh electric car stuff as we progress because you're gonna have to know about them. you're gonna have to be educated about these things what to buy what not to buy what to stay away from which charger to use uh this that i mean it's just it's as i have said many times it's just a a revolution going on right in front of our eyes in the automotive world so that's something that we will keep you uh, up on uh, the electric the, the bill that was passed uh, this past week includes uh, tons of electric vehicle credits. But, and it's always a buttony thing. But wait, there's more. Uh, the system as we know it is going to disappear uh, once President Biden puts his signature on that bill. So, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, the, the, the new law will still give tax credits and in some instances will wipe away, you know, if a, if a manufacturer gets to a certain amount of vehicles, the tax credit goes away, electric vehicles. In some instances, that will be erased. That slate will be wiped clean. Here's the other side of the coin, though. After that bill goes into law, into effect, and I forget. Forget what it is for a bill to, um, you know, after how many days after he signs it it actually goes into effect. But let's say 90 days, okay? Let's say 30. Let's say 30 days. 30 days that bill goes into effect. The tax credits that you can enjoy now on many vehicles will go away because there's a proviso in that bill that uh, batteries and a a large majority of the parts in that car must be manufactured in the United States and must be manufactured by Union Help. So that's really going to, or I I think uh, a certain number has to be done by Union Help. I don't know the whole scenario there, but it's going to change what types of vehicles qualify. It's meant to bring jobs back to America. Now, many of these vehicles are being made in America already. They're just uh, uh, Korean or Japanese or German-sourced parts. And uh, President Biden and uh, the uh, Democrats decided that they would try to uh, fix that situation. And from going forward, say, all right, let's get these vehicles um, made here. But it's going to take time to set up those supply chains and the things, and uh, uh, you know these these different manufacturers. I mean, if they're working. If you go back to Ohio and and Southern California and and Indiana and Pennsylvania, I mean, they're working on these batteries. It, you know, it looks like the the, the moonshot project. You know, I, I mean, a scientist and People that are trying to create batteries that will give you more range. There's also people working on the charging system so that there's more charges so that you have more range. They're trying to get you out of that range anxiety that so many of us feel when you get into an electric car. Will I be able to go as far as I want to go? And the answer to that is, yeah, but it's going to take a little bit of thinking. Uh, you're going to see the stupider people stuck on the side of the road. (laughs) Like me, probably, one day. You know, waiting for uh, AAA to come with their uh, EV charger. But uh, the provisos in the bill means that if you are thinking of buying an electric car, if you're in the market, if you're saying, well, you know, I've been thinking about that. Well get out there and get it Um, based on the u.s. assembly requirement the only cars that are actually uh, uh, being made right now that will qualify for the new federal rebate will be the Cadillac Lyric, the Chevy Bolt EV and EUV, the Ford F-150 Lightning, the Ford Mustang Mach-E GMC Hummer EV, Lucid Air Nissan Leaf, Rivian R1S and R1T, uh, the Tesla Model 3, Model X and Model Y, and the Volkswagen ID4. Uh, the Chevy Silverado EV and the Tesla Cybertruck will qualify if they ever make the Tesla Cybertruck, will also qualify under the rules. There's also a price limit for the program. Uh, so... If you go out and you buy a loaded one, uh, $55,000 for sedans, $80,000 for SUVs, you may, if you go over that, you may not qualify for the federal tax credit. If you are a single tax filer and you make over $150,000, which you have to do to live in Seattle, right? Um, you will not qualify for the credit. Married couples filing taxes together are capped at $300,000 uh, household income. And head of household is capped at 225000 So it's going to get more complex to buy one of these cars. I think, you know, I, I don't agree with this language. Uh, you know, the way this lays out, I think it's, it's, it's going to hinder. And I think there'll have to be some changes to this thing. On the way. So, the bottom line here is, if you're thinking about buying uh, uh, a Kia EV6, if you're thinking about buying a Kona, a Hyundai Kona, if you're thinking about buying uh, uh, the Ionic 5, the Ionic 6, uh, you know, uh, the the BMW, all those. If you're thinking of buying one of those, get out and buy it this weekend. Get out and buy it before this. Law goes into effect because uh, the discounts on those cars may go away. Now you'll still enjoy, of course, the benefits of the clean air and everything, but you really have to. You're going to have to uh, pay a little bit of attention to this. If, if, uh, of attention to this, if you, if you uh, are in a market for an electric car, uh, th- that full 7,500 rebate on cars where they still apply um get it now if they have it buy it you know what you got in your hand right now 7500 you don't know what you're going to be able to buy for sure until the automakers can catch up with all the supply stuff and we know how that's going now if you're gonna wait a while if you say, well I'm still not sold on this, you'll be okay. I think that these credits by the time they get everything rolling by the time the manufacturers buy these get these cars buy these uh, uh, manufacture these cars, get them all rolling, I think that you know that a lot of that material will be sourced here, assembled here uh, they're they're putting battery factories in like I think five new states. Um, you know, new factories in five states. The largest chip plant in the world is going to go in Ohio. So, um, you know, the, and, that, and that is along with the chip bill. So, you know, if, if don't get caught in the middle. If you know you want one, buy it now. If you're not sure, sit back, watch the circus, and uh, when you're ready... Buy your car. And I think that's, um, you know, but I think that's something to uh, pay attention to. And um, these cars are going to be, as I've said before, I love them. I think they're going to be great cars. I think that uh, once the infrastructure of the charging systems gets worked out, which they've just committed billions of dollars to do that, uh, so that you're going to see charging stations in all sorts of places, and and the DC chargers, the good ones, the heavy load ones, the ones that will get you 80% of battery in 20 minutes. So that's that's the, this week's, um, you know, on the electric front, that's what you uh, need to do. A couple of things I also want to remind you about, uh, Shoreline cars and coffee is going on this morning. We're not there, but there's no reason why you shouldn't be and uh, My good friend Terry over in Kirkland is uh, hanging out at the Kirkland cars and uh, waterfront car show uh, this morning. So if you're over on uh, the east side and you want to see some some groovy cars I mean you don't know have people in Kirkland they got tons of money. They got nice, you know, hot rods so What else is going on? Oh, yes, yeah, the um General Motors, you know, General Motors can't help but, but but step on their own feet. It's it's amazing. So, General Motors, I don't know if I told you about this story last week or not, but I'll, I'll, it bears repeating. So, you want to buy a General Motors car. You know they have that OnStar where you, you know, you, you hit the button. It tells you where, where to go. It tells you the directions. You can order food. You can have Amazon deliver something to your car. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what you have there. And um, General Motors has now decided that they are going to charge you um, for a three-year subscription to OnStar on certain cars. You can't refuse it. You have to, if you want to buy that car, you have to buy the $1,500 subscription for three years for OnStar. Now, you cannot turn the OnStar on, but you still got to pay the $1,500 to buy that car. It seems to be centered around Buicks, uh, some Cadillacs, and some GMC products, which are the SUVs, Um, but it looks like if you go out and buy a 2023 Escalade uh, for... What are those? Those things are going north of $100,000. You are going to have to buy this uh, uh, Focockta OnStar. Now, look, look, I should say it because OnStar, I think, is an excellent thing to have. I'm driving a Chevy pickup this week. It has OnStar in it. has the hot spot. I think it's a great tool to have in the car. You can shut the car off. If your kid's driving the car and they don't come home, you, hit the, you can shut the thing off. Uh, If there's a police pursuit, they can shut the thing off. It's an invaluable tool. If you drive it down, you flip it down the street, you flip your car over, uh, it automatically calls 911, tells them where you are. I think it's one of the greatest things ever invented for a car. But you should have the option. It either should be standard equipment. Uh, This is also something that automakers are doing with heated seats. And all these other different options are uh, becoming uh, uh, subscription services. You ought to nail you for $9 a month for your heated seats. I mean, you're spending $80,000 on a car, and you're going to have to pay $9 a month to have your heated seats. I mean, it sounds ridiculous. But it's the age we live in. Somebody figured out that half the people that have these subscriptions, even long after they don't use them anymore, still keep the subscriptions. You think, can you go look? and Go get a list of all your subscriptions. See how much of what you're paying out that you don't really pay out anymore. That you don't use. So GM's catching on to that. And I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's coming. BMW's been doing it for a while, and I think you're going to see it uh, with a lot of other automakers <clears throat> as well as the subscription system. Uh, we'll, we'll get into full uh, full tilt boogie. All right, uh, what else we have here? Genesis GV90. Beautiful. Uh, they're all electric SUV. Showed it off this week. Beautiful car. Uh, I'm so in love with Genesis. It, it, it isn't funny. It's just such a great car. Uh, they have really hit the nail on the head with this uh, with this machine. Uh, you, you, when you see it, you'll just you'll marvel at the design, the safety, all of the stuff that goes into that car. So uh, take a look uh, for the uh, GV90. Uh, I think it's probably about a year out till it's uh, in showrooms, but it, it will be, I think, a uh, spectacular. Um, SUV, electric SUV, and it seems like good value for the dollar. Also, an update on the story we brought you last week. Remember the Batmobile story? The guy that makes the Batmobiles, the guy who wanted to send the cops and everything. Well, it looks like now the San Mateo County District Attorney is going to look, and the San Mateo, California Town Council is now looking into. Uh, this whole deal, because the guy that uh, filed a complaint is a friend of the sheriff, and the sheriff is nowhere to be found all of a sudden uh, after sending a squad of uh, officers to execute a search warrant in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, Excuse me, Logansport, Indiana. So, um, uh, if you didn't see the story last week, there's a guy that makes... Batmobiles. You can buy for $200,000 your own Batmobile. Drive it down the street, take your kids to school, have fun with it. Um, A guy bought one, was a real estate guy down in San Mateo. Uh, He didn't contact the manufacturer. They dropped him to the bottom of the list. The guy got all upset. He called his buddy the sheriff. The sheriff sent like four officers to to uh, Logansport, Indiana, served this guy with an arrest warrant for theft. Uh, you know, some days you just wonder. You just wonder what the heck people are thinking. All right, um, you're listening to Drive Time Radio right here on 1150 KKNW. And uh, it's um, a Saturday morning. We get a chance now, excuse me one second, to welcome in Uh, A good friend of mine, somebody I've known for years. She's uh, helped me immensely in this business, been a mentor, uh, a friend, and uh, just really somebody that uh, has done, I think, a fantastic job, um, not only as a journalist and not only as somebody who uh, is able to, uh, you know, write about cars, report about lifestyles, things like that, but also able to um do it with a with a unique angle of how women look at cars which uh, as we all know is something that's been taken for granted for a long time by you me car dealers mechanics i'm telling you try being a woman and walking into a mechanic sometime. the horror stories i could tell you uh, and i'm not a woman but i've worked in a mechanic shop i've seen the dynamic of it Scotty Reese uh, fights that through a website her website called a girls guide to cars uh, she educates people and she makes them more aware of the pitfalls and pratfalls that they have to go through to buy a car get a car fixed change a tire I mean you know everything and she joins us now uh, this morning good morning Scotty. how are you
2: Good morning, Vinny. I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's good to see your smiling face.
2: Nice to see you too. Thanks yeah, too you long. know we can all
0: smile a little bit again now that the uh, not the COVID's gone, but at least we're we're kind of out in the world again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It is certainly nice to be out and doing the things we love to do, and getting in our cars and going there.
0: <laughs> yes, the freedom is back. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. So um, you, had, you had, let's start off with you had some pretty big news that actually concerns a, a, a local thing, here, a, a Microsoft, about your website.
2: Yeah. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, so about. we have been invited to join the Microsoft uh, network of content. And so if you go to MSN or even better, Microsoft Start, which is the um, content vertical that's available on every Microsoft device. So you open your tablet or uh, your Microsoft browser and you're greeted with a lot of content. Well, a Girl's Guide to Cars will be in that mix. And we're pretty excited about this because they did something that's really novel. And um, in the past things like Apple, uh, Apple News and Yahoo and those kinds of things, they just would pick up content from other places and feature that and people would be very excited, but there wasn't always, not completely, not, not, um, not cut and dried, but there wasn't always incentive for every uh, content outlet to be there. The numbers are enormous um, and they reach a lot of people, but they don't always pay very well. And then you look at sites like, um, like Huffington Post, which invites people to post stories to their site for free. So it's nice to have reach those eyeballs and brand yourself. But you don't uh, necessarily earn an income off of that. Well, Microsoft is paying all of the content creators in the uh, in the network a portion, a rev share of the revenue that they generate from that. So they um, they actually take a more, it's a really great partnership and I'm so excited to be there. They take a very engaged look at how they're sharing content. So they look at the content that I submit to their site. And if they think it, if their editors think it will do well, then they put it on the main page and they put it in the auto section. And if they don't, if it's not something that they have seen will be, um, uh, you know, super clickable, then they'll yeah. leave it in the automotive section, but they won't necessarily promote it. So that gives me the opportunity to look at what they're promoting and give them more of that kind of content. So not only am I exposing our brand, I've seen, I've seen a couple of metrics. One is I've seen some of our stories do really well. On Microsoft Network, and so the Microsoft uh, MSN and Microsoft Start, and then I've also seen people coming over to a Girls Guide to Cars from Microsoft. So I'm really excited to be a part of this network, and uh, thanks for inviting me on to talk about it.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Listen, you've worked really hard. I mean, I really admire, uh, you know, the work that you've put in. I mean, I know you for a long time now, and. and uh, you know, you're just one of those people that you look at and you say you can be successful in uh, in this business, in publishing, in media, um, if you apply your work, you know, your work ethic to it. You have a great work ethic, and you have fun doing what you're doing, which is also important. I mean, you know, sometimes you see people been in this business a long time; they look like they've been beat up and burnt out. Um, <laughs> <you know.
2: laughs> yeah, it is. A, it's. I will say. Um, yeah, the automotive is one of it, I find some of the hardest working people um, that I know working in automotive, because it takes a lot of different disciplines, you really need to know cars, you really need to keep up with trends, you really need to understand how this business works, it doesn't work like any other business on earth. Yeah. And then if you're in the media side of it you have to figure out how to get that content in front of consumers. And, you know, I, I, I keep feeling like with media, media is probably the toughest business that there is. And I am not even kidding. I, the, the pay can be really dismal. The work can be really hard. And, you know, it can be one of these things that you do, an industry that you go into or business you go into, because you really love it and you better really love it because it can be very, the cycles can be very up and down. But uh, every time I think we have hit a new low in what, how media monetizes, um, then we seem to go lower. So, yeah. I, you know, I, but I have faith, I have faith. And one of the things that is really, really interesting in terms of the Microsoft uh, MSN and, and Microsoft Start uh, content verticals is that um, they are curating and, um, and bringing very specific content to audiences and they're paying attention. It's not necessarily automated. It's automated, of course, to a certain degree, but there are people there behind the scenes who are making decisions there are editors there. And so the content is really designed to come to you as the reader and as the audience um, with that's something that's truly a value and of interest. And I see, and I'm seeing trends in content right now, not just automotive, but if you look at some of the streaming services, if you look at how, um, advertisers have to be more clever about how they put their advertising message in front of audiences, yeah. if you look at what people are choosing to spend their money on more and more streaming services that are paid for by the viewers. They're not necessarily paid for by the advertisers anymore, paid for by viewers. So we're seeing more and more curated content and content really starting to take take on um, a life as something that people are willing to pay for and that content creators can benefit can you know make a living and for a while for the probably the last 10 years we were questioning is and there are there are companies out there promoting ai that will create content and they're you know i see them on facebook i see them on instagram which is really kind of ironic but i see them in these services saying you know you can uh, you can buy this service and it will write your blog post for you and i shudder Because, you know, pretty soon we're going to be hiring, we're going to be building robots that read the content. We already do, actually, that read the content. So where is the human factor? And then where is the value for you as a person who is shopping for a car, needs a solution to a problem you're having, that you want to make sure the mechanic or the garage is telling you the right story, um, to knowing whether or not your tires are safe. And or do you need new tires before the first snowfall of the year? You know, those kinds of solutions, um, you really need people on the other side of those answers who you can trust. And yeah, I it just yeah. it, it's just so hard to trust AI and trust bots when it comes to, you know, putting my children's uh, life in jeopardy because I might, might trust the wrong source on a new set of tires. Yeah, it's
0: really, yeah I, I mean, you bring up such a good point is, is that, you know, we figure off oh, it's on the internet, it must be true, you know, so, and, and you don't know that there's a robot in Zimbabwe, you know, some faraway country that has no idea what the needs are, but because it's been programmed to say, okay, and this, 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 or even worse, some company <clears throat> has paid that robot to save. This, yeah. this, this, you know, you know, to, to sell their product. And don't say it doesn't happen because it, it absolutely happens. And yeah, yeah, you know, maybe somewhere in small print or in a whisper, you'll hear this content is paid or this or that. But you, you have to, uh, you really have to know your, um, uh, you know, who you're dealing with on the internet. And that's what I like about your site is you're there, you're, you're, the people that write with you are there. You see the people, you hear the video. I mean, it's, it, you, you, you can touch the person that's writing the article on your site. And that's one of the things we I are, really,
2: really like are about it. We are 100% human, 100% yeah. human. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that because it's, you know, it's true. <clears throat> we make mistakes, but we are, are able to build a trust factor. And that's what a lot of automotive outlets, um, especially when you're shopping for a car, you're looking for information. Your car is too valuable of a of an asset because you spend so much money on it but also is critical to getting to work getting your family your kids to school getting the groceries into your kitchen get you know that very necessary trip whether it's you know to visit your in-laws on thanksgiving or the getaway vacation in the summer um your your car is a critical member of the family you need to go to a trustworthy source For information about it. And I think that, I think that that's where really what we're seeing. That's so important in automotive, but I think that's what we're seeing more and more when it comes to media is that trust. We've been in a huge, huge deficit of trust over the last, you know, what, five or six years where people are trusting sources on in media that they should not trust and, um, and put placing their trust in somebody who is really there just to make money. And we'll tell them anything. We'll let tell them anything that they're willing to believe. And I, I, I sense that we're moving away from that. And that just makes my, it just, it really is uh, not only a welcome idea, but wow, it just restores my faith in humanity.
0: <laughs> Scotty Reese from Girl's Guide to Cars uh, is with us, which can of course be found at a well, You know, there's a lot of talk in the industry right now about moving away from we see it with Ford uh, you know the six, Carvana while they don't make a lot of money has really shown that people don't like the dealer experience people are moving away trying to move away from it. Tesla has done it done it successfully um, is not having a car dealer to go to but looking at things online is that going to help women uh, maybe people who are timid, to go into a car dealership, you know, people who are—I mean, it's like the most horrible. Everybody continually says it's the most horrible thing. Uh, you know, I'll pay somebody to go in for me, to the dealership for me. Is—is is this new age of going online and ordering your car and so on and so forth? Is that a good thing um, for you know underserved populations of people that buy cars? So
2: the the truth is, information equals competence. And those are the things that you want is information and you want confidence in making your car purchase decision. So if you have the basics, if you know the features that you want and need in a car, if you know how much you can afford to spend overall and in a monthly payment, if you know what your credit rating is, so you know what uh, uh, interest rate you can afford to pay, if you know what the value of your trade-in is or how much you have to put down on a car, you can put all of that information into a configurator online. You can use something like uh, Capital One Auto Navigator, which will uh, actually give you, qualify you for a loan and uh, help you with that process of finding that car and knowing what your, you know, what all the different pieces are. So you when you go into the dealership and you, you know the car you want is on the lot. You know how much your down payment is or your trade-in is worth. You know what your interest rate is. You know that you've been approved for a loan. And you know the features on that car that you want. You're able to tell when, if the dealer's trying to switch you to a different car, oh, well, we don't have the gray one anymore, but we have this yellow one. And oh, I don't want the yellow one. Or okay, I'm open to yellow, but does it have the features that I want? What you've done is you have just fast-forwarded the conversation what the reason people don't like going to a dealership is because they're walking into a world completely unprepared. I like to think of it as like you know donning the uh, football uniform and the shoulder pads, and the very first time you walk out on a field, walking into an an NFL game. know i'm gonna get crushed i don't know what i'm doing i've never done this i haven't practiced i don't know the rules of the game i have never played so you know why why you wouldn't do that why would you walk into a dealership completely unprepared i do think we're going to see two things in the future one is i think we're going to see dealerships are going to remain a staple of how cars are delivered and serviced in this country it's like that in every country Dealers are, whether they're independent franchises or owned by the manufacturers, they're a critical component of how cars are sold and serviced anywhere. So that's one. But I think a second thing that we're going to see is we're going to see more and more uh, integrated consumer journeys where you're able to um, do your research online, go to the manufacturer's site, Um, ask questions, look at the features that you want, and then at some point, your um, shopping journey is going to be handed over to the dealer where the dealer can then help you find the right loan. It might be their loan. It might be your credit union or Capital One or something else. Assure that they have the car that you want that has the features that you want and they may not have it on the lot right now, but they might say, Oh, you know what? We've got one coming in in two weeks that has every single one of these features. This is the price, the MSRP and bring your car over. We will assess it and give you a trade in value. Then you have a choice. You can either trade it to them. You could sell it privately. You could take it to CarMax and sell it. So there you're going to see more and more integrated experiences with the dealer. That's something we're seeing right now with a number of brands. Volkswagen is starting to do this. Genesis is uh, rolling this out. True Car has a much more highly dealer integrated shopping process. So it's something that we're starting to see, and I think we're going to see a lot more of. And and ultimately, really what it will do is that I think the big benefactor here will actually be the dealership, because they are no longer going to need to have a bunch of people standing around trying to pressure very unhappy customers into buying things they don't want. Just sell them what they want and bring another customer in behind them. Don't try to sell a bunch of stuff that nobody wants. And that's really where people develop that have that bad uh, reputation, bad opinion of dealers is for being pressured to buy things they don't
0: want. you buy a computer and then, you know, they sell you accessories. They try to get you the right computer and, so on and so yeah. forth, and and let's face it. I mean, I, I, you know, in the Tesla places I've been, that has that's what the feel is to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like yeah. an Apple store. You go in, you you know, there's, there's a set price. This is where, you know. You don't go and buy a computer and say, well, you know, it's it's $9.99, but I I want to give you $7.99 for it. You know, you, you don't right. uh, You don't do that, and and it does take. You know, this whole system that you're talking about would take that apprehension that negotiation that 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 piece of it out of it and maybe make a happier uh customer experience for uh, for you know men women children dogs oh, yeah. whoever wants to and buy we're it.
2: already seeing it we're already seeing it now across all brands that don't have the uh they just don't have a lot of inventory so you know back in the day think about 2019 and you would go to a car dealer And you may be looking for, I'm just going to pull one out of the air, Hyundai Elantra. And you would go to a Hyundai dealer and there would be like a hundred Elantras, identical Elantras sitting on the lot. And so that dealer needed to spend $500 a car, give a discount of $500 per car to get those off the lot. And it would take months. It would take two or three months for all those cars to sell. Well, now we're looking at, you might see one or two, you might not see any, the dealer might say, well, you know, we've got one, I think I've got one coming in on a truck next Wednesday, but I don't have any right now. And they might have one. That's a demo model. but They won't sell that. They will allow you to take a test drive, but that one doesn't get sold. And then uh, on top of that, instead of that $500 discount, they are selling these cars at MSRP. Now, let's look at before and after. So 2019, the average price of a new car was $36,000. Three years later, 2022, the average price of a car is $46,000. That's an unprecedented jump. And the reason that we're seeing that is because dealers have so little inventory, they're actually able to sell every car MSRP or above. They're able to say, you know what, I only have one. And I am asking for a $1,000 premium on this car. And if you're willing to pay that, it's yours right now. And a lot of people look at it and they go, $46,000, $47,000. Okay, I'll do it. I need the car. So there, you know, we're seeing a lot more of that happening. And what that's doing is that's driving up the average uh, price of a car. So if you don't want to pay a premium for a car, then doing your research, knowing you can look and see at any dealer site what cars are on their site and what car on their lot and what cars, uh, very often they'll tell you what cars are coming in and their next delivery as well. So if you want to pay the MSRP, then do your research and do your homework and know exactly what you're looking for and where that is shop a little wider so not just the dealer down the street but think of maybe a hundred mile radius think about driving to the next town over or the next county or the next big city where you might find a better deal
0: yeah yeah it's you know you know you have the tools Uh, all you have to do is, is apply. Uh, Scottie quickly. Um, what have you driven lately that you like? What's, what's your favorite thing you've driven?
2: Well, it's always the last car I drove or usually the last car I drove, which was the Hyundai 2023 Hyundai Palisade, uh, just came off of that drive. Can't yet talk about what I think about the drive experience because the, uh, Uh, all the stories will publish on Monday. So we're holding that back to Monday, but I will have a video and I will have a story on a girl's kind of cars on Monday. But the news is they gave it a refreshed new look on the front. Uh, They did not take away anything that the Palisade was really good at before, but they added more features and more uh, high-end options. And it still is under $50,000. Um, even with all-wheel drive, the top car. of the line, under 50000 or right at $50,000. So it's an incredible deal, a three-row SUV. Hyundai really did a great job with that when they came out with it in 2020. And they've made it slightly better. It has a new face on it. It looks great. And that was a real delight.
0: That car even makes me look good. That's such a nice car.
2: <laughs> drive, you know, that car makes everybody look any it's a good car <laughs> Scotty
0: it's so good to catch up with you let's let's do this uh, again let's not let so much time go by before we uh, we have our, our conversation it's a girls' guide to cars that's the site and yes it's 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 very women oriented but I go on it and I find a good thing and i'm hean mas mucho macho so uh <laughs> 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 you're a guy, sit down with your girlfriend, your wife, you know, and go through it if, you, if you're if thinking about buying a car or if you just like cars. Scotty, take care of yourself. It's good to see you. I'll talk to you soon.
2: Nice to see you, Vinny. Thanks.
0: Good to see you, Scotty. Thank you so much. Scotty Reese, joining us from A Girl's Guide to Cars. Um, she does a great job, as I said, with, um, you know, with, with just... Putting you where you need to be. All right, time now for our Saturday morning cartoon. Can't uh, can't do it if we don't do it. It's summertime. That means it's time for the beach and the Jersey Shore and one of the seminal bands of the Jersey Shore is Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Johnny Lyon and his boys have been together for years and have um, provided the soundtrack for so many summers. I really, uh, you know, the the song we're going to use is one that's a standard. You probably have heard it a million times, but I don't think you've ever heard it this way. Here's expressway to your heart from Southside Johnny. Here you go, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes with this morning's Saturday morning car tune. Uh, Of course, we, we do it because cars. And music go together so well and uh, we're doing every Saturday morning so there you go um, Nathan is our erstwhile producer and he always uh, chimes in on a Saturday morning with the question that uh, really America uh, wants to know good morning uh, Nathan
1: good morning Finney
0: how are you pal
1: I'm doing great how Beautiful those- sunny week as usual in uh, August in Seattle
0: yeah oh man uh, what, uh, how's your, um, uh, uh, there's two things I want to ask you. Number one, you were, uh, were you at that game, uh, on, what was it? Tuesday night, that crazy Yankee game.
1: Oh man, do I wish I was there? Oh,
0: was that I was not
1: I was- there. That's a, one of those games where you're going to bed and, uh, you're just like, well, the game's still going on. I am going to pull it onto my phone. And, uh, you know, two hours later, you're past your bedtime with your eyes glued to the screen, watching the Mariners game. And, even then, after that, you can't go to sleep because you all the adrenaline from what happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was up until 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, just I, I couldn't sleep. I was like, oh, man, this is, like, awesome. And, uh, as a matter of fact, I wound up calling a couple of my friends in New York <laughs> just to rub it in a little
1: bit. I can't think of another game where I texted so many people or contacted them saying, did you see that game? I mean, <laughs> that was... Probably the best Mariners game I've ever seen. I mean, definitely the best extra innings game. But it is yeah, that, that, something to, to behold. Was,
0: um, there was one in 2001. I think it was, it was against the Red Sox, I think. And it was 19 innings. And night game. And I think if I remember right, Mike Cameron hit the... Uh, hit the home run that won it or something like that in the bottom of the 19th and i mean it was it was like crazy um you know we we're i i don't I, I think the game ended like at 2 30 in the morning or something like that it was it was it was awesome it really was um all right good well i'm, I'm glad that the, i'm happy the mariners are doing good the seahawks start up today and uh Pittsburgh, so we got a lot of sports going on, but we talk about cars here, so I think you probably should ask me a question, Nathan. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? <clears throat> oh, Nathan, I thought you uh, you would never ask. I had the pleasure this week, Nathan, of driving. Oh, you're going to love this. Are you, are you an off-road guy, Nathan?
1: Um, not as much. I do like going on an off-road road, but as far as, you know, true off-roading and rock crawling, that's nothing I've really done before.
0: Yeah, this um, the, the, this thing I'm driving this week is um, is, is the big papa of off roading. It is the 2023. It's the second week in a row I've, I've driven the 23 uh, Chevy Silverado uh, ZR2 6.2 liter um, monster i mean the thing is a monster truck there's actually a little thing on the side that says you must be this tall to drive to, to ride this ride it's i mean it's enormous uh, it's um i sent you a couple of pictures there i don't know if you, if you have, could uh, dig them up but uh, if if you can't it's just it's so big it's bold you have to climb into it you're not going to get stuck anywhere in this truck i mean this truck is going to handle just about anything you can throw at it and uh uh, from a a perspective of off-roading where you know you're going through potholes you got to go down a ditch you got to cross for the riverbed and all that kind of stuff it's incredible it's comfortable i mean it's big it's huge you sit in the seats and they just envelop you it's high tech it has uh one of the what yeah there you go that's that's it sitting in the driveway and i mean look at the size of that thing i mean that's that's unreal and of course the red uh it signifies i guess the zr2 uh designation uh the suspension is beefed up it has enormous tires i I don't think you could i i I mean again short of a a land you know like a like a um you know one of those army land rovers or a you know, a Jeep CJ5 or something like that. I don't know that you, that anybody would would need anything more to go off-road than what you're seeing uh, on, on this thing. It's definitely going to give Ram and Ford a run for their money, which is good because the Silverado, uh, let's face it, over the last few years has been kind of uh, in third place in uh, this kind of stuff. The Colorado has done well, but the Silverado. And that's so much. but this this thing really um, you know ups the game for Chevy a lot. Uh, as I said, inside uh, you know the different options that are geared toward uh, the person who's gonna pull a trailer, the person who is going to um, take it hunting. Uh, one of the smart things they've done in this car is put a camera in the front because one of the bad things about this vehicle is that you can't really see um in front of it i mean if there's a little kid in the crosswalk uh when you are you the street and a light turns green I, it's almost impossible to see him and that's the one thing about these causes you really have to be careful there should be federal legislation that says when that break goes on uh, on one of these cars, the front camera gets activated uh it's 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 one of the scary flaws not just in the Silverado but in any one of these trucks that are jacked up and high up like that you just can't see people for one smaller woman is walking in front of you and uh, they got a baby cat you can't see them so you have to uh you have to fix that horrible fuel economy on this thing too it's uh, <laughs> I mean, it really, I mean, it sucks, guys. I think it gets 10 miles to the gallon is what I'm seeing so far. Uh, 20 horsepower, 6.2 liter V8. Um, not as crazy as the Raptor or the TRX, but it'll probably pull the same house down that either one of those uh, will. So you really have um, a, a, a really, you know, intense... Truck uh, that comes right off of the showroom floor. You can buy everything that you would have put in from a, from a um, aftermarket manufacturer is in this truck. So you you really it's it's um it's a wild one. I think it's uh, it's going to be a winner for Chevy. The one I'm testing uh, currently driving this week is running what is it seventy three thousand I think. And that puts it in under the Raptor and the TRX. I think the TRX is about 80 80 grand. You meant 80? Oh, Lord. Anyway, go drive. If this is your type of truck, and it's not for everybody, go drive this thing, and then get a cousin with a gas station. Because that's what you're going to need with this thing, because it does suck down the gas. But I'm telling you, It's a lot of fun, man, especially because it'll tow up to 8,900 pounds. This is one of those vehicles that you can take and you can hook a trailer up to, go off and find that cabin by the lake. That's exactly what this is uh, designed for. And, uh, again, just a beautiful vehicle that, um, you know, gives you, uh, for what it is, Again, for what it is, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but really uh, Chevy has regained uh, some of their uh, um, ground that they lost when they fell behind Ford uh, with the Raptor and uh, Ram with the TRX. It'll be interesting to see what the electric version of the Silverado is like when that comes out of the box in uh, the not-too-distant future. Gonna really be, um, I mean, you know, it's gonna be. Uh, it's definitely something worth uh, worth checking out. So, again, that's the Chevy Silverados for 2023. Uh, the 1500 uh, ZR1, uh, ZR2, excuse me, with the 6.2 liter. It'll knock your your socks off, uh, <laughs> as it did mine. All right, next week, what we gonna say, Nathan? okay um nathan next week we're going to talk about car magazines you're not going to want to miss this you could have thousands of dollars in your basement i'm doing some research on this and it's incredible absolutely incredible what these magazines are going for in places like ebay if you have some of these old hot rod magazines that'll wrap it up for us we thank you so much for listening to the show to our guest of course to nathan our producer, and to uh, George Jackson, my good friend who helps sponsor this show. Uh, by all means, if you need uh, promotion items for your business, uh, check him out on Facebook, George Jackson Enterprises. Uh, good guy, quality stuff, and he will help your business out. Thank you so much. We'll see you uh, next Saturday morning at 8 o'clock for Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. Uh, we'll see you next week if the Lord's willing and the Creek don't rise. Have a good one.